Welcome to the Emerging Temple broadcast. I am Michael Obeyer. I will be your guide for the rest of this broadcast. At Emerging Temple, we seek to analyze current events within the context of God's plan for mankind, in which he intends, at the end of time, to raise up a people who will rule with him. Before I go any further, I want to encourage you to like our page, to subscribe to our channel, and if there is a notification bell icon, I would like you to hit that bell so you can be notified anytime we upload new videos. I want to encourage you to like this page so that we can develop the number of likes that we have so that we can come up in the rankings because we have a message that is critical for this hour and this time. So thank you so much for those of you who are already doing so. If you'd like to support our ministry, you can visit our website at templeoftruth.us. That's www.templeoftruth.us. Or you can go to patreon.com and look for our handle, Emerging Temple. Okay, who was supposed to read the first part? Mine is seven through nine. I can't, I can't remember who was supposed to read one through whatever. Okay. Okay, good. What are you doing? Chapters one through what? One through three. Okay, who's doing four, five, six? I think that was Liz. Yes, Liz was supposed to do four, five, six. Okay, I'm seven, eight, nine. I'm, and I'm, I'm 10, 11, 12. Okay, and 12 is the last one. Yes. Okay. All right, mom, did, did you get to read the book of Daniel by any chance? I listened to it because I can't see to read. Right, right. Okay. Yes, so, I did. Okay, good. See if you can wing Liz's part if she doesn't come on before K is done. Okay. All right. All right. So, Dr. K, floor is yours. Okay. Um, in uh, the book of Daniel, in chapter one, we are in the the Babylonian um, captivity. Uh, captivity. And what's happened here is that different children were taken into um, Babylon to be a part of some of the uh, royal houses and whatnot. And the, the four children, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, were about 14 years old. They were taken there. And the first thing that they did to them was the, the eunuchs gave them new names. And yes. why did they give them new names? They gave them Babylonian names because their names were all associated with God. And so they changed their names to be associated with Babylonian gods. For example, Daniel, which means God is my judge, was changed to Belteshazzar. Belteshazzar, Belteshazzar, hmm. Belteshazzar, Bel Bel Belteshazzar. Okay, Belteshazzar. Okay, and Belteshazzar means Bel, um, Bel protects his life. And uh, Hananiah's name was taken, changed to Shadrach. And uh, the Hananiah means Yah has provided, but Belteshazzar, I mean, sorry, um, Shadrach means, okay, can't read my handwriting here. 
means uh, something of of. Oh, uh, what about the next? What about the next one? The next one is uh, Azariah was his name. Sorry. Yeah, Azariah was changed to Abednego, and Azariah is Yah has helped, and Abednego is the um, servant of Nebo, and uh, Nebo was the patron god of writing and vegetation, and the Babylonians thought that he was the, his symbol was the tablet, so they thought yes. he was the inscriber of the fates assigned to the to um, the various Babylonian to people to men by the various Babylonian gods. And sorry, what, sorry. What did you say? Abednego means it again. Servant of Nebo. Nebo or Nego? Nebo. N e b o. Okay, but it's Ab Ab Nego Abed Nego N e g o. Okay. I know. All right. Okay. But that's and fine. The reason I asked that was because the word Abdul means servant of Allah, Abd, A-B-E-D or A-B-D. So it's coincidental that Abd here also means servant. Do you notice that? Yes. So anybody whose name is Abdul or Abdallah, okay, and derogatively uh, in the Arab world, black people are called Abid, which means servant or slave. Any black person in the world. Yes, just, okay. Yes, just as an aside, go ahead, sorry. Okay, and Mishael, his name was changed to Mishark, and uh, Mishael means in Hebrew, who is or what is God? And they changed yes. it to who is or what is Aku? And Aku is the is the moon god and Aku, <clears throat> the Babylonian trilogy was supposed to be Sin, who is the father of the sun, the god and creator of all things. So they were really seriously trying to bend these young men to, um, to the worldliness of you know, serving the Babylonian gods. So that was the first thing they did. So it kind of, it, that's in verse seven, it tells about them changing the names. Then in verse eight, it says that Daniel purposed in his heart that with the portion of the king's meat, that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. So Daniel already, when he sees, wait, they're giving us changed our names from things that are names dedicated to God to names dedicated to the Babylonian gods. Well, I'm not going to defile myself by eating unclean food also. So the, the eunuch who's been put in charge of the, these four boys says, but wait, if you don't eat the food the king's given us, to feed you that you're going to be all slim and emaciated but then the the children told the the eunuchs you know what just give us um the food that they said i think it's kind of like a gruel or something or like a um uh 
and then like a cereal, like a porridge. And uh, so they just ate that. And at the end of the, the, um, the two weeks or so, right, let me see if I can find exactly how many days it was. 10 days. It says, okay, in verse 12, it says, prove thy servants, I beseech thee 10 days and let them give us pulse to eat and water to drink. So I don't know what pulse is, but I think that's like a porridge, isn't it? So that's all they ate was this pulse and water for 10 days. But at the end, they looked healthier than the, the children, other children that were given the, the king's meat to eat and drink. So this was kind of like the beginning of the trials that these uh, young men went through. And then in chapter two, uh, Nebuchadnezzar has a dream. And um, I, I get the impression that the magicians and sorcerers and astrologers used to just make up stuff interpreting his dreams. So he told them, look, I want you to interpret my dream, but I'm not going to tell you what the dream is. So you need to tell me the dream and the interpretation of the dream. That way I know you're not lying. So, and so the, um, of course, the magicians and the sorcerers and the astrologers are just like, no, what you're talking, what you're asking for is impossible. Nobody can do that. The only one <laughs> that would know what you dreamed would be the gods themselves. And so uh, Nebuchadnezzar said, okay, then I'm going to kill all these wise men, all the wise men, sorcerers, magicians and everything. I'm killing them all. So when they came to get Daniel and his three friends, Daniel says, wait, give me a, give me a chance here. Let me, let me have audience with the king and I'll tell him that I'll speak to my God and uh, that um, I'll, I'll get down to the bottom of this. So Daniel was given audience with the king and he told the king that this sort of thing only God could know. But if you'll give him time that he will, um, you know, ask God so that he can give the, the king the answer to his dreams. And uh, so the king grants him that and then he, he's spared. He and the, and the young men are spared and they kind of save the day. Well, I don't think that endeared him of the other wise men and magicians and sorcerers because these are just young boys still. And um, so they were given favor of the king. Um, and, uh, you know, in verse 47 of chapter two, it says, the king answered unto Daniel and said, of a truth, it is your God is a God of gods and a Lord of kings and a revealer of secrets seeing thou couldst reveal the secret. Then the king made Daniel a great man and gave him many great gifts and made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon and the chief of the governors over all the wise men of Babylon. Then Daniel requested the king and he said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego over the affairs of the province of Babylon. But Daniel sat in the gate of the king. So then we get into chapter three, and of course, the bad guys are up to their nonsense again. So they asked the king to Nebuchadnezzar to proclaim that nobody could make any petitions of their gods for 30 days. That um, 
the only petitions could be made of the king. And in their law, it was written that whatever the king ordered, that nobody could undo it, not even the king. What chapter and was that? This is in chapter three. Okay. Okay, let's see. Okay, so if you look in chapter three, in verse yes. four and verse five. Verse 10, okay, yeah, I see it. Okay, in verse four and five, it says, then a herald cried aloud to you, it is commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king hath set up. And in verse six, and whoso falleth not down and worshipeth shall the same hour be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. Okay, so of course, what we find and this out, was to be this was to be for thirty days, right? For thirty days. Okay. So, but Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, three times a day prayed to God, and they prayed to God out loud with their windows open. It didn't say out loud, but they said they prayed with their windows open. So I figured if they heard them praying, they must have been praying out loud. And yes. I'm sure that these older men were just waiting for them to mess up because they're just like, okay, we're going to get rid of these, these, um, these monsters once and for all. So when Nebuchadnezzar uh, heard about it, he was very upset. So if you look at chapter three, um, verse 19, I'm sorry, let's go at, uh, that uh, Nebuchadnezzar was angry and he was trying to find a way out for Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego because he didn't want to put them in the fire, but he had to. And, um, but of course, what happened was um, they were put into the fiery furnace and when Nebuchadnezzar went to go and look and see what was in the, the, if they were in the furnace and if they were okay or what happened to them, he saw four people in the furnace. So if you look at chapter three, verse 25, okay, verse 24 and 25 and, and uh, 23, 24 and 25, 23, it says, and these three men, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego fell down bound in the midst of the fiery, burning fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, true, O king. He answered and said, lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire and they have no hurt. And the form of, of the fourth is like the son of God. So, um, then Nebuchadnezzar came near the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you servants of the Most High God, come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth out of the midst of the fires. So, um, and then once again, in verse 28, Nebuchadnezzar um, praises 
the the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And then he made a decree that nobody could see, speak anything amiss against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And if they do, they'll be cut in pieces, so their houses shall be made a dunghill, because there is no other god that can deliver after this sort. And then they were promoted. Those three were promoted. They were already in positions of power in Babylon. They got higher positions than what they already had. So the plans of the older wise men, um, uh, council, king's counselors and whatnot, that their plans were foiled again. So that's kind of, um, so what I take away from this is that if we are true to our calling in Christ, and stand firm to God's teachings and his will for our lives, that whatever anybody plans against us, that their plans are most likely going to backfire, that, um, you know, with, that God will protect us. Absolutely. And take note that these kids, these, these four men started being faithful from when they were children. Yes. Because at the beginning it says that they were little children and um, they were under the care of eunuchs um, to be trained to be like priests or whatever for the, for the king. And as young people, they said, we can't eat the food that's been offered to idols. Yes. Okay. I, thanks a lot for that. Mom, can you go ahead and see what you can do for us from, uh, I think, verse chapters four through six? I'll do I'll my help best. Along the way. Uh, one, okay. of the things, uh, one of the things that struck me uh, in the first chapter is these four children, God had already given them knowledge and skill and learning and wisdom. So that was like a precursor to knowing they were going to be okay because they had God's favor. And so uh, when we get into uh, chapter four, I had un underlined a few things. And uh, uh, the first verse of chapter four was talking about uh, uh, people of all nations and languages that dwell on the earth, uh, peace be multiplied unto you. It sounded like the king was beginning to believe in uh what these youngsters stood for after seeing them in the furnace. And uh, uh, let's see, Belshazzar, master, they became masters of, of musicians and all the different things that those people stood for, but they had God at their side. And when the king had a dream uh, that uh, couldn't be interpreted by the other sorcerers and musicians. Uh, the uh, Nebuchadnezzar, uh, uh, let's see the dream. The spirit of the Holy Ghost uh, is in thee. They were saying that in verse 18, uh, yes. talking to uh, God's young men. And this dream was so. Um, full of detail that sometimes I wondered if the king had made it up just to stump them, but they uh, were able to come back and to tell exactly and in greater detail what it stood for 
And so the, uh, Nebuchadnezzar um, then gave them favor again, I believe. Uh, I think in like verse 37, he was saying, uh, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven. All works are truth and his ways, judgments, and those that walk in pride, he is able to abase. Uh, I didn't know I had to back this up, but I'm glad I made, uh, <laughs> made some notes in the columns. And then by the time I listened to uh, chapter five, the things that uh, got my, uh, my attention was uh, they uh, brought the golden vessel that was taken out of the temple and the king and his princes and wives and concubines drank it. They drank the wine and praised the gods of the gold and silver. And in the same hour, uh, the man's hand wrote over against the candlestick and the palace and the king saw part of the hands that were writing uh, uh, on the wall. And the king uh, in verse seven cried aloud to bring in the astrologers because this was really getting his attention. And he said, whoever shall read this writing and show me the interpretation shall be clothed with scarlet and have a chain of gold about his neck and be third ruler in the kingdom. Then the, uh, the king's wise men, they could not read the writings. So then the king, uh, Belshazzar was troubled and very unhappy. The queen, she was busy trying to appease him. And she came into the house and said, oh, king, live forever. Uh, basically was lifting him up. And then she talked about a man in the kingdom who is in the spirit of the holy gods and uh, that uh, he had understanding and wisdom. And so uh, he was uh, found and Daniel, the king named Belshazzar, let Daniel be called and showed him the interpretation. And so uh, 14, I have a mark on that. And it talks about, he had heard, uh, the king heard of him that the spirit of the God is in him. And uh, if you didn't know for sure, you would think that he was about to accept the one and true God, but he had an arrogant spirit. So uh, it seems as all the people in these times had uh, big egos. And so uh, the wise men, the astrologers and all were brought in before him so that they could read the writing and know the interpretation. Uh, and in verse 16, he says, and I've heard of thee and thou can't make the interpretations and King was not happy. And uh, I also mark something in verse 19 uh, that, uh, let's see, whom he feared he slew and whom he would never keep alive and whom he had set up uh, this is some more of the, the king's thinkings about what he would do and did do. 
but in his heart, he was lifted up and uh, his heart and heart of pride was disposed and they took his glory from him. Uh, I didn't read the whole thing, so that's kind of disjointed, but it seems as though uh, that he was driving sons and men and uh, his heart was made like the beast and uh, fed them grass. And these must have been the people that could not interpret. He was very hard on them. And when Belshazzar uh, humbled his heart, uh, he praised him with uh, gods of silver and gold and brass and uh, totally discounted the true God uh, hearkening back to his old ways. Um, said something about God whose hand thy breath is, uh, whose all the ways hast thou not glorified. Um, then he was talking about uh, the writing on the wall, the people couldn't read it. And so uh, the, the God's guys went in the end, they told him what the interpretation of each of these things meant. And the meany God hath numbered thy kingdom and finished it. And it got right on down where the kingdom was divided and parts of it given to the Medes and the Persians. So it looked like once again, that that was going to be scattered like it was when we started. Uh, now, what chapter are you at now? Uh, I'm I'm near the end of chapter five. Okay. Around verse twenty nine thirty. Okay. Um, uh, back when they're talking about Darius and Median took the kingdom, uh, and he was only three score and two years old. Looks like you know they give kingdoms to people that haven't even grown up well. No, no, and, that's the sixty two years old. Is it sixty? Yeah, 62. Oh, three, three score. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I tell you, I can't half see. I, I understood it better when I heard it. And, <laughs> and uh, these three presidents, of whom Daniel was the first, uh, and he, uh, because he had excellent spirit, and the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Uh, one would think that the king had melted his hard heart and was going to accept, but uh, mm -hmm. we, we, we kind of know what, which direction this is going to go. Uh, the presidents and prince find an occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom. They uh, didn't, didn't have occasion or thought that they were gonna pick up some kind of error and throw it at him because they didn't want to be under his rule and, and uh, lose favor for themselves. Uh, I think I'm in chapter six. And yes. uh, uh, the presidents of the kingdom and the princes, everyone were uh, uh, bowing to the decrees and the king, uh, he said, uh, cast them into the den of lions. And when he uh, cast them into the den of lions, they came out unscathed and the people were wondering how they got away with that. And uh, 
probably thinking, well, maybe we fed them ahead of time. But what they didn't know is that Daniel uh, kneeled on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before God as he did all the time. And uh, the king uh, uh, had another decree that uh, he was going to uh, a petition of any God or a man 30 days, say the old king shall be cast in the den. Uh, he still believes in his own powers. And then when he uh, made this petition uh, three times a day, uh, Daniel did, and the king had heard these words and was displeased. And uh, Daniel uh, he set his heart on Daniel to deliver him and labored until going down at the sun. But the king commanded and they brought Daniel and cast him in the den of lions anyway. And uh, the stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den, surely to make sure they'd get killed because they had no way of escaping. And the king went on to his place and uh, slept. And when they came back to the den, uh, he cried out, O Daniel, servant of the living God, whom service continually able to deliver thee from the lions. He was surprised that he was still alive. And Daniel said, My God hath sent his angel and hath shut the lion's mouth. <laughs> and uh, they, uh, uh, let me see, did I, I, don't, I can't read my own writing. But anyway, the, the king was exceedingly glad and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den and the, uh, commanded that they bring the men uh, which accused, uh, already accused him into the den of lions. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that was a surprise. And, and now the lions are hungry. And, and yeah, they are in hunger now. Their children and their uh lives into the den. Uh, seems wow. like a lot of this Old Testament is very, very rough and rickety. Uh, the the uh, a decree was made that every dominion of the kingdom uh, uh, fear before God and Daniel, for he is living God and steadfast forever and his kingdom shall not be destroyed. So Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius and in the region of Cyrus and Persia. Thank God for Amen. the red underlines. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> okay, Liz just joined us. And so maybe she'll give us another perspective on um, that part um, sure. that we're supposed to have studied. Hey, Liz, could you go ahead? Good morning. Sorry I was late. Good morning. It's okay. We're glad you're okay. I think I think one of the parts was um, that you know Daniel kept his faith to God, and then he then he um, you know he was just there, but then people heard of what he was able to do, and then he became such a, a, an important part to the king, and then it kind of tells us even though we think 
we think differently sometimes or we think, why am I doing this? Everybody else does everything else. And we can um, realize Daniel just was just prayed to God and did what God told him to do. And then he becomes, uh, by his faith, he actually he becomes very um, important to the king himself and says, you know, he said, if you can read these dreams and somebody had heard of him and said, oh, he can read the dreams. And so he comes and tells them. And so he becomes important. But then, you know, as he lives through the lion's den and becomes more important to the king, I think it tells you that, you know, he could have said, oh, no, I, I made a mistake. I'm going to do what you're telling me. And, you know, not not worship my own God. I'm going to go ahead and do what you tell me. And yes, you're right. You're the God and whatever. But he didn't do that, even in the hardship. And even at the point when they put him in with the lion, where he just prays to God to, to you know, to save him and take care of him. And the lion just says, oh, I don't feel hungry today. And, you know, because that's God, tell, you know, closing the mouth of the lion. And I think my thought is the most important thing is that we remember that God is God and to, you know, whatever someone else says, we have to stick to our own, uh, our own belief in God and honor of God. God's words, we got to stick to what God says. Yes. And even when people threaten us with really dire punishment, I mean, you know, today they're not likely to throw us in a lion den, but they still do other things. You know, it could become really unpopular or lose your job or all kinds of things that people can say to you. But um, I think that, to me, is the important part. And by doing that and surviving, you bring other people to the realization that God is greater. Because when they saw that... You know, I mean, like like you said, the people said, oh, somehow they just fed the lions or he might, he, the people forgot and fed the lions first. So that's why they didn't eat them. But then when they put the other people and they got eaten, they said, oh, guess they are still hungry. So they, then they, then they saw the power of God. And in, I think that's an important thing. And sometimes too, um, you know, it, 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 you know, at the very end, it says Daniel fared well. And it, you know, sometimes when you go through those things, people begin to respect God most importantly, but then they realize that because you respect God, that they should listen to you and respect you. So, you know, to not, not give up just, not just go, oh, well, you know, only the bad guys are getting anything, so I might as well give this up, you know. Be one of the bad guys. So. Um. But I think, I think too, it's, it's like maybe to build a skill that you have, because Daniel always listened to God and did what God told him and um, and he you know so he when he when when he heard these dreams and things he listened to God and knew what they meant and, and he built his skill 
built his skill in knowing what these dreams so that people knew him to where when the king when the time came for him to step up and the king called for him um he was ready it was when the queen said oh i've heard of him well if he had just been you know down at the racetrack doing something um you know betting on the horses then she would have um she wouldn't have heard of him and she wouldn't have suggested him and he wouldn't have gotten come there to just to see what those dreams were. And so I think, you know, in a way to me, I think it's whatever your skill is to honor that skill. And I go, Oh, well, I only know how to make bread. Well, there's a day when some people are very grateful that you know how to make bread because they don't know how to make bread. And, you know, um, I think that's a part of what this tells us is some people could have said, oh, Daniel, that crazy old guy, he's always telling people like they have a dream and he tells them something and they think he's so smart, but he didn't do that. He built his skill and told people the truth of what he thought. And, and, you know, I think that that was part, I mean, it seems to say to me that he was listening to God, like what? God, what were you saying to them in this dream? And, you know, he didn't just make up something to sound important or, you know. So I think that's that's a good um, a, a good thing for each of us. And then by the time he got to his own visions, then they listened to him. And I think there are people in the world that, you know, they they look at the world through God eyes, not just their own eyes. And God tells them, if if this keeps happening, then this will happen. And then they tell people, and Daniel was a person that could say that, but um, people would listen to him because of the he had built up a reputation of being truthful and of listening to God. So I think it's that the more than it, that God rescued him i think it's that you know um he listened to god and did what god told him is is really important here amen all right i I want before i read talk a little bit about mine mine is seven through nine i thought maybe i'll point out certain things i noticed in one through six first of all there are three kings between chapter one and chapter six. The first is King Nebuchadnezzar. Mm-hmm. Second is his son or grandson, um, Belshazzar, the guy who takes all the holy cups of God to have a party, drinking mm-hmm. from them, right? Right. And then yeah. he gets killed because of his abomination by a foreign king who takes over the empire. And this foreign king is called Darius. Okay, Darius comes in as an older man. He's 62 years old when he takes over. Now, what's important to notice here also is while King Nebuchadnezzar had put up an image and said, what Dr. K read, and said, everybody, when you hear the sound, bow down and worship my image. The other king, Darius, the good king, that's the third king, what he's told to do is to say, nobody, they should worship any other god except the king 
Now, in other words, let, let, let's, okay. They don't say worship any other gods. They don't make any petitions to any gods except to the king for 30 days. Notice one king is saying, you must pray to my God. The other king is saying, don't pray to any God. Make your petitions of me. So it's, it's, it, it's, um, it's interesting that both kings have their egos being played on by their subjects, okay? Just to get at God's holy men, God's holy people, okay? Okay. Now, one other thing, why we're doing these series of studies is, remember, we, we skipped a lot. We said, we've now, we, we've been studying, we started about Ruth, we started about Samuel, we started about King Saul, um, David, Solomon, then when Solomon died, his son Rehoboam took over. He didn't listen to the older men. He listened to the younger men, and that caused the, the empire, the, sorry, the country to split in two, one called Judah, another called Israel. And they just kept on having all series of bad kings, correct? Correct. Yes. And God told them, if you guys don't repent, if you don't turn around, you're going to go into captivity. And it happened. And King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon came and took them away captives. And Daniel was a baby in Babylon. So technically, Daniel might have been born in Babylon. Because remember, we, we said that he and his three friends were little kids when the eunuchs were trying to feed them um, some kind of you know food. And they said, no, this has been offered to idols. We can't eat it. Test us for 10 days, right? Everybody remember that? Yes. Yeah. They were they were little kids, right? Little children, correct? Yes. So yeah. by the time we're reading about Daniel and Darius in chapter six, many years must have gone by because Daniel's now like a full grown man, correct? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay, good. Now, in um, chapter seven, which is what I'm going to read. Oh, I'm going to talk about Daniel has a dream, a vision. And there he sees, you know, these four beasts. And finally, out of, out of, um, out of, I guess, nowhere comes um, the, the son of man. Okay. These four beasts all rule one after the other. And finally, the, in chapter 7, it says, in verse 13, it says, And I saw in the night visions, which means in his dreams or in his uh, visions, behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven, and they came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. Okay? Okay, so what had happened before this was Daniel had seen different beasts ruling the world. Okay? And finally, okay, look at verse, uh, sorry, I don't know if you're, chapter 7, verse 9, okay? Chapter 7, verse 9. So Daniel was looking at these four beasts, and then finally he saw, he beheld thrones, okay, were cast down, and the Ancient of Days did sit, okay? So... Daniel is looking at the end time. Are we, I mean, we got to agree on this. It's like 
the ancient of days as of today he hasn't come to judge the world has he no okay no. so no. we can tell that this daniel here is seeing the end times he's seeing our time okay and while he was looking the the power of these beasts were taken from them and according to verse 13 one like the son of man came with the clouds and was brought to the ancient of days okay and verse 16 says sorry not 16 14 it says and there was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people nations and languages should come should serve him Sorry, all we have here in Nigeria are Obama era light bulbs. <laughs> okay. No, it's for real. I'm telling you. I'm not joking. I'm, I'm not joking. Let me just continue. Half correct. Um, no, no, no. It's not that. It's the bulbs. It's like everything is like, like energy savings, energy savings, energy savings. Oh, you know? Really? And I'm like, we're going to go blind with saving energy. Okay. <laughs> okay. So it says, his dominion is an everlasting dominion. This is verse 14, which shall not pass away and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed. Okay. Now, if we have any doubts what the meaning of this vision is, in verse 17, in verse 16, it says, I came near unto one of them that stood by and asked him the meaning of all this or the truth of all this. So he told me and made me know the interpretation of these things. Now, I want everybody to take notes that Daniel is saying here that he's seen somebody being brought to the ancient of days, correct? Yes. And he didn't understand yes. the meaning of it. He'd seen that there were some four beasts that had ruled the earth. And then finally, one other beast came but at the end, even that beast lost power and one like the son of man came and the ancient of days gave him authority over the whole earth. Now, he didn't understand what he was seeing. So he goes to one of the people who was standing by. Okay. And asked him, hey, look, what's the meaning of what I'm seeing? And in verse 17, this person says to him, these great beasts which are four, are four kings, which shall. I want you to understand something there. Do you see the word shall? Yes. Shall arise out of the earth. This means, as at Daniel's time, none of these four beasts had come out yet. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay. So if you read any interpretation outside where it says, oh, this was Babylon, and this was Persia, and this. Daniel's already under the rule of the Persians. The Persian Darius has come and killed the Babylonian king and has taken over. So it, these four beasts have to be some other time. So what I'm saying to us is these four beasts will arise during our time. They might have arisen. In fact, I think they've arisen, and we're now in the time of the small beast, the, the little horn, okay, that came and took power, Okay. From the, four, from the four beasts. Now, do not confuse these four beasts with the four beasts in the book of Revelation. Remember in the book of Revelation, we studied the four beasts. One had the face of a man, the face of an eagle, face of a, uh, a lion, 
and the face of um, an ox or a calf. Everybody remember that? Yes. Yeah. Okay, don't, com yes. don't confuse those four beasts with these four beasts here. Totally unrelated, okay? All right. Okay, so rather than just read this thing, I'm just going to talk a little bit about it just the way Liz, you know, talked about hers, okay? So in mm -hmm. chapter seven here, Daniel sees a vision of the end time when one like the son of man is going to come and take the authority to rule the world. Now, I have a question for everybody. Does Jesus have the authority to rule the world now? No. No. Okay. Now, why do you say no? Because this is, I believe this this is the one thousand. Well, I think this is that period preceding when Jesus would come to rule, according to these dreams okay. and and revelations. Now, I'm surprised everybody said no, because if Jesus cannot rule the world, <laughs> <laughs> then he's not God. So Jesus rules the world. Mm. Jesus has always ruled the world. Okay. And if mm. we have any doubt about that, let's look at one scripture. Okay. Uh, okay. I think it's a book of Matthew. Okay. What I was thinking was there where it says that Satan is the prince of the air. You know, when we talk right, about. Right, 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 right. But he still works under Jesus. He can't do anything except Jesus permits him to. Look at Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 20. Anybody can read. Amen. Amen. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me. Some in power. Some power. All. All power. Whether it's demonic, whether it is holy, whether it is spiritual, whether it is physical, whether it is soulish, everything, nuclear power, submits to him. Amen. All power in heaven and in earth. That is physical power. So... If anybody ever asks you that question again, please never say that there's some power that Jesus doesn't have. The reason we said that is we thought that the son of man being spoken about here in Daniel was Jesus. Isn't that what you thought? No, I thought when you said that um, he has he been given authority to rule the, the earth, that I was thinking that right now, every knee is not bowing to him, but a time will come when every knee will bow and every tongue confess. So he's not ruling hey. over everyone right now because not everybody's submitting to him. Sure. You and I have free will not to obey him. Right. Okay. But you and I will always have that free will not to obey him. It just might be 
We just might have a different postal address, like PO Box H E L L one. But we'll still have the free will there. He still can't tell us what to do. Like the little kid whose mom forced him to sit down and said, Well, outside I'm sitting down, but inside me I'm standing up. <laughs> okay, so the, the ancient of days is Jesus, and the son of man that was brought to him is you and I. And guess what? The angel who's interpreting this to Daniel is about to say so. So let's look at verse 17, where we were. Chapter 7, verse 17, it says, These great beasts which are four are four kings which shall arise out of the earth. But the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. Amen? Amen. <laughs> if you look at verse 14, it says, and there was given him dominion and glory and a what? Kingdom. That's the vision that Daniel saw. But what's the interpretation he receives about that vision in verse 19? Is it saying Jesus, sorry, verse 18. Is it saying Jesus receives the kingdom or is it saying the saints receive the kingdom? The saints are the most high. Amen. So that man, that individual that you're seeing there being brought to the ancient of days is you being brought to Jesus at the end of time. If you agree, say amen. 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 All right. All right. Thank you, God. Okay. So I'm not going to dwell too much on chapter seven. I'll just go straight to chapter eight. Okay. Mm -hmm. And if you notice in chapter 7, it says, verse 1, look at chapter 7, verse 1 again briefly. It says, in the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Now, in chapter 8, it says, in the third year of the reign of Belshazzar, okay? So mm -hmm. now he gets a different vision, okay? And let's see. Okay. The Obama lights. Okay. Need a flashlight. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, all I got to do is just, yeah, this is better. Okay. Now, you see here, he's seen a vision, okay, of, mm -hmm. uh, let me see where I can, I want to make it, I, I don't want to read the whole thing. I just want to get a place where it will summarize it. Okay. Okay, good. Look at verse nine, okay? It says, and out of one of them came forth a little horn, which whacked exceedingly towards the south and toward the east and toward the pleasant land. Okay. All right. Verse 10. And he waxed great even to the host of heaven. And he cast down some of the hosts and of the stars to the ground and stamped upon them. Do you recall any part of the New Testament where the stars are cast down? In, in Revelation. Revelations. Exactly. Okay. So Daniel is seeing the same thing. And remember, the book of Revelation tells us it's talking to us about the future, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. Good. 
So none of these things you and I are reading here happened during the Old Testament time. It must have all began, if it has happened at all, sometime after Jesus, correct? Yes. yes. Okay, yes. good. So verse 10 says, this little horn magnified himself even to the prince of the host, and by him the daily sacrifice was taken away and the place of his sanctuary was cast down. So he's saying there's going to come some powerful force that will take away worship of God. Now, where is God's sanctuary today? It's in us. In our hearts. It's in us, right? So all this war that you're reading in chapter 8 is taking place where? In us. On earth or in us? In us, correct? In us. In us. So he's trying to stop us from praying. Look at that, okay? He's, he's, he's taking away, is it not he said he took away the daily sacrifice, correct? Yes. yes. What do you and I offer as a sacrifice? Ourselves. Ourselves. Prayer. Okay, turning the other cheek. Okay, loving somebody who doesn't love you. That's the sacrifice. He has come to take it away. Are we, are, do we see what, what's going on? Don't get carried away by all the imagery of all the beasts and this one was flying and this is that. It's pretty simple. It's <clears> all <throat> about the work taking place in you and I. Okay? Yes. All right. Now, right. Um, okay. Now, when you when you read a lot of books, a lot of writers will try to say this was talking about the um, Alexander the Great, and it was talking about this and that. No, it's none of that. Mm -hmm. Just the fact that they see the word Grecian and all of that, they assume that it's Greece, you know, it's Rome, and it's this and that, you know. <laughs> as though those people in Europe were the only people who existed in the whole world, okay? All right, now, chapter nine, okay? It says, in the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus of the seed of the Medes, which was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of the years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolation of Jerusalem. Okay, let me let me let's talk about this a little bit. Does anybody have an idea what he's talking about here in chapter one in, in chapter nine, verses one through three? Well, we read about it in um, the Chronicles that um, Good. that Good. God had promised that the um, Israel would be um in captivity for 70 years because of their wickedness very good was daniel born then when god said that no 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 so daniel is at home he's reading his bible and discovers that there was a prophecy by prophet jeremiah saying hey you guys are all gonna be in captivity for 70 years and then I'll just realize, wait, 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 it's 70 years. How come we're still here? Okay. <laughs> that means the Bible is telling you that there are things God has for your life 
that God has decreed for your life, for you to have. But if you don't pray about it and request it and stand on the word of God and say, hey, God, wait a minute. You said such and such. Mm-hmm. You just go on wanting, lacking, not having, simply because you didn't ask. And that's what's taking place here in chapter 9. Look at verse 3. Can somebody read for me verse 3 and uh, verse 3 to 5? Amen. Amen. I turned to the Lord God, pleading in earnest prayer with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. I prayed to the Lord my God and confessed, O Lord, great and awesome God, you who keep your merciful covenant toward those who love you and observe your commandments. We have sinned, been wicked, and done evil. We have rebelled and departed from your commandments and your laws. We have not obeyed your servants, the prophets who spoke in your name to our kings, our princes, our fathers, and all the people of the land. All right, let's stop stop there. So (laughs) Daniel goes, God, we did all these horrible things to be in this situation. But I just read in your Bible that you said you were going to lock us up here for 70 years. Well, 70 years is up. Okay? And the whole of chapter 9 is his prayer. Okay? Mm-hmm. About that. Okay? Now, remember last week, or was it two weeks ago? There, last week I said, let's skip Nehemiah and let's skip Ezra. Do you all remember that? Yes. I said we should yeah. skip it. The reason was because after Daniel prays this prayer, King Darius has a son who takes over from King Darius called Cyrus. Now, Cyrus is in his room and he can't sleep. And he goes, who of, among you, the children of Israel, is willing to go to Jerusalem and rebuild the house of the God? I will give you whatever you need. Okay. And the two guys who go are Nehemiah and Ezra. Ah, okay. You get it now? Yeah. So Daniel prays, but Daniel is not chosen by God to go do the job. Instead, God raises Nehemiah and Ezra and moves the king, and the king just has, he, he doesn't even know Jesus. But remember, his father, his father Darius, when Daniel was saved from the lion, Remember the law, remember the rule, sorry, the the decree that Darius gave to the whole world? That they couldn't say anything against Daniel's God. And that everybody should recognize that Daniel's God is the God, correct? Yes. So now his son, his son can't sleep at night. It is bothered, it's like there's a temple in Jerusalem And the God of of Jerusalem is telling me it has to be rebuilt. Now, which of you can go and do this? And he chooses Nehemiah and he chooses Ezra. And that's what the book of Nehemiah and Ezra are going to be about. When we study those, we're going to see how both of them get to Jerusalem and rebuild the temple and rebuild the city, etc. Okay. All right. So that's my part. I, I think I've done chapter nine. And somebody else has 10 through 12. Mm, that's me. Okay, go ahead. Okay. 
Um, right. So mine, um, obviously from it, it kind of carrying on from what you read, um, where we talked about um, a dream that Daniel had, where there was a fight between a goat and a, and a ram in his dream. And, and then the goat defeated the ram in that dream. Um, so in chapter 10, um, Daniel got, what I would say is like, um, this was a style of saying in the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia. Um, so Daniel was mourning for about three weeks and on the 24th day um, of the, that first month, he saw, he lifted up his eyes um, and then he saw a man who I think could be probably, I don't know, an angel. And yes. um, so he gave him an interpretation of the dream that he had. And then he said in that dream that, uh, sorry, I need to just look at the notes I made just to refresh my memory. He said in, well, first of all, he prayed. And then, um, and then he said- um, the, angel, the angel is coming because of the prayer we just read in verse nine. And yes. in chapter nine, yes, right. Daniel's yes. praying says, "I just discovered from the Bible that we're in seventy years. After seventy years, supposed mm -hmm. to set us free, and this angel appears. Now he's referred to. He's called a man, but he's an angel, and he's here to talk to Daniel. And says, look, from the day you started praying, yes. God sent. Go ahead. Yeah. So, so he said um, that um, he's come." Not because of actually, if I read the words here, it says, "Fear not, Daniel. From 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 the first day that you set your heart to understand and humble yourself before your God, your words have been heard, and I have come because of your words." The prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me twenty-one days, but Michael, one of the princes, came to help me, for I was left there with the kings. Of Persia, and I've come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days. For the vision is for the days yet to come. There you go. So, so this is this is what this is what the angel said to Daniel. Um. Okay. Yep. Then he said, "Um. This is this is for chapter ten. So as for chapter 11, this was in the first year of Darius. Yes. Three more kings, he said to him that three more kings shall arise in Persia. So the previous one where three kings arose in... Um... Wait, what you just said, three more kings shall arise in Persia. Is that this is actually this. in the Bible or is that a heading? No, it's actually in the Bible. That's what I'm asking. Is that just a yeah, heading? Or... Actually, no, it's not a heading. He said three more kings shall arise in Persia and a fourth 
shall be far richer than all of them. What this is, verse this is, that is chapter, chapter 11, verse 2. Okay. Okay, yes, 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 you're correct. You're correct. Good, good, thanks. Go ahead. So I'm, I'm thinking this is different from the one that you read earlier. There were, there were four kings. Was that not in Persia as well? Did I? I I'm mixing no, up no. the... The no, the, somewhere, somewhere, one was in Persia, one was in Grisha, yeah. and so right. on. Right, so right. these ones are in Persia, and, the fourth one, and the fourth one shall be far richer than all of them. They said it were and yeah. um, the and shout. a mighty king shall I reset to him that a mighty king? He said, well, first of all, he said that this the fourth one shall become, shall you know, be the strongest um, through because of his riches. And he shall, you know, stir up all against the kingdom of Greece. Okay. Um, and this is in line with that dream because um, in, in, in the dream, I think, um, yeah, he did interpret the dream to say that um, one of the animals was Greece, one of the animals was Persia. And um, I think um, right. the, 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 the Greek. I didn't. I thought the Greek the defeated Persia. I'm getting confused with the different with the different dates. Sorry. Um, no, that's fine. Um, that's fine. So this is a, um, listen. Let me say something. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I am actually very amazed at how well. I'm not trying to make myself all that, but yeah. I'm really amazed at how well everybody has actually handled their own part of this thing because this is one of the most difficult books yeah. to understand. Do you understand? In mm -hmm. fact, there's nobody there's nobody that understands it. Okay, you just mm -hmm. every single person contributes a little bit, and we be it's just like you know three blind men, you know, and we're feeling our way. That's that's basically how mm -hmm. it is, and we're trying to get out of this tunnel. Okay, that's where mm -hmm. it is. So don't try to you know interpret every little thing. Just mm -hmm. give the general gist of what you're seeing, and God will give us understanding. Amen. Amen. Yeah, no, it's true. That there's so many timelines to go through here. And yeah. um, so this chapter 11, again, it did talk about the south and the north. So we talked about right. the king of the north and the king of the south. And in this chapter, there was a lot of emphasis on how the king from the north, you know, came with a strong army and invaded the south you know, took control of the South. And then there was again, some, somewhere also along this chapter where I think the South, King of the South regained um, its control of its land. Um, and then again, it happened again. And then the King of the North again, somewhere along this chapter, invaded again, took control of the South. But, you know, I, I need to make note of a particular thing he said here, which is very important, he said, Uh, sorry, one second. I'm trying to find that verse. Look at verse 21. Uh, verse 6. No, where we said both kings were just very corrupt, as bad as each other. That's the verse I'm looking for. Um, yeah, I think it's... I should, have, I should have highlighted this when I was reading that. Yeah. Uh, 
Okay. Um, I'll, I'll just carry on. I, I would find it. Uh, anyway, so anyway, in summary, I will find it some, somewhere along along the line. In summary, um, what this this verse talked a lot and about the king of the north and the king of the south, and I would appreciate you know a bit that we go into that to explain to understand what you know what this king of the north and king of the south mean. Who is from the north? Who is from the south? Because uh, I'm sure it's not a physical. Um, right, um, it's not physical. Is spiritual north and south, and you know why those both kings kept stirring up um, a battle against each other, and but then it seemed like the king of the north, on many occasions, um, overran the king of the south, um, from from what this chapter was trying to explain. But then the both kings, it it did say, but I can't find the verse now, that both kings uh, actually, uh, um, are both. Um, as bad as each other, none was good. Both both these kings' hearts shall be bad. Yes, this is verse twenty-seven. I've just seen it. He said here, both these kings' hearts shall be bent on evil, and they shall speak lies at the same table, but it shall not prosper, for the end will still be at the appointed time. So this is chapter eleven, verse twenty-seven. Yeah, yes. that's, that's that's the verse I was looking for. So yes, I appreciate that we talk about this a bit more so I can understand what the King of the North and the King of the South stand for. And uh, chapter 12, this is the, the end of the, this is the end of the book of Daniel. Um, so chapter 12 basically just um, is a shorter one. Um, just talked about um, asking the, I believe it's still the angel, how long all of these would last, all of these wonders will last. And the angel said, um, using the words, he said, for a time, um, times, and half a time. Uh, I know you've explained this to me before, but I can't remember how to calculate. I'll be three and a half years. All right, so a time is... A time is one year. year. Yes. Right. Time, time is two years. Two years. And right. half a time is a half half a year. Half a year. That's right. Three and a half right. years of Jesus' ministry, and then three and a half years of the ministry of the elect, according to the book of Revelation. Yes. They shall the elect shall the elect shall fight for three and a half right. years on earth. In one other place it says forty-two months, which is the same as three and a half years. Another place says 1,260 days, mm. which is also the same as three and a half years if you're using the lunar years. calendar. Yes, okay, yeah, because it is say here 1,290 days. But then he said, blessed is he who waits and arrives at the 1,335 days. Why that figure? Okay, like I said, Daniel is very, the book of Daniel is very difficult. Mm. And Daniel says so much that you and I don't have the, how would I put it? We don't have the information. We don't want to speculate. As yeah. we go into other parts of the Bible, or not on these studies that we're doing. Uh -huh. if, you, if, if you want to know these things, okay? For example, we know 
that in the book of Revelation, it's pretty plain. It says 1,260 days. Yeah. We know that that's three, three and a half years. Okay. Mm -hmm. In my own reading, where we, where we read now, I skipped something. I could go back to it. Now, if I wanted to go by and try to understand what Daniel was saying here, mm -hmm. I could. I would pray to God and I would take time, a lot of time, and I'll begin to study Isaiah and Ezekiel and um, Daniel and Paul, uh, different things. And little by little, I'll begin to grasp exactly, you know, you know how does this relate to the um, 62 weeks or whatever, you understand? Yes. So you, you, you go searching, you go searching and you find. Right now, we're just doing surface level reading just to have an idea of, you know, what the book's actually talking about. So that yeah. in the future, when we want to do, you know, individual depth study or group depth study, we already mm -hmm. know, you know, chronologically where Daniel is. Right now, mm -hmm. honestly, I wouldn't know much to say about what Daniel was referring to there, you know, mm. where because now we can no longer go by literal years yes. you understand yeah anybody that comes and says to you in 10 years this will happen in the year 2023 that will happen you know and and they and they got it from their knowledge of the book of daniel that's fake we're now in spiritual time do you understand so yes. we can't look at anything anymore as um, physical Okay, we everything we everything that is spiritual. So, could that number there from Daniel have a spiritual meaning? Well, as we pray, if that is what we want to study, if we want to if we want to make this a study, God will reveal it to us. It's not a big deal for him. Okay, he will just say, okay, this guys want to know about this. I'm going to reveal that to them, and we'll find it, and we'll have the scriptures within the Bible to back us up, and we'll be totally confident that we're correct. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. Sorry, I can't help in that, but that's just no, the honest. Yeah. No, that's fine. So I think that's it, really. Um, it just Daniel wanted because to show that this hasn't happened, he he asked the angel what would be the outcome, and yeah. that was the question that the angel didn't answer. He said, you know, go your way, for the words are shut up and sealed until the yes. end of the end, until until the time of the end. Yes. And that's it. That's it for chapter 12. Yes. Look at chapter 9, verse 26. Mm -hmm. Okay, that was where I read, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, even though I skipped it, it says, and after three score and two weeks, okay, that is after 62 weeks, shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary and end thereof, and the end thereof shall be with a flood. And unto the end of the war, desolations are determined. Sorry, I can't see very well. Okay. okay. Now, what does it mean Messiah shall be cut off, but not for himself? That should be basic for all of us, right? It's going to be cut off from, from his people. people exactly, but but not of, for himself. 
Who, who's the Messiah? Jesus. Jesus. When was he cut off? When, on the cross. On the cross. And he had worked for how many years? I mean, ministry, not lived. Ministry. Over, over 30 years. Three and a half. No, three and a half years. Because the Bible says he started his ministry when he was 30 years old. Okay. And Peter tells us in the book of Acts that we who have been with him this three and a half years should find somebody to replace Judas. So we know that Jesus went about doing good for three and a half years. Okay. So Daniel is telling us here that after 62 weeks, Messiah shall be cut off. So Daniel is counting from somewhere. Are you with me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we know when he says weeks here, it doesn't mean literal weeks. Okay. Now, as we study, as we study Isaiah, see, the word of God has so much that if you took your time to go into the word, to study the word, you, in other words, you want to teach the word of God. You want to, you want to pull out the mystery of God. You want to feed God's people. You're really going to depend on other people to provide for you. That's just a fact. You will not be able to do any work, any business, in, in like in real. Okay, the sort of hunger people have for deeper things of God, what it takes and what it requires to go in there. Okay, because I just brought this to you so just to give you an example of something that I skipped because I didn't want to get too into the details. But Daniel tells us that just is gonna be crucified. Okay? He says, but not for himself. In other words, it, it was, he laid down his life for you, not for himself. You see that right there, don't you? Yes. Did I mention it when I was talking? No. I didn't, I didn't. Because no. I don't want to go into the weeds. I just want us to get a general picture of what's going on okay okay all right so thanks Abel. that was good is there any question about the things we've read about or is there any other comment about the things we've spoken about yeah the king of the north and the south um okay let's see it's okay we, we're not going to be able to answer that question, but I think I can begin to point you in a direction. Yeah. Uh, so if somebody can help me find where the horses in the book of Revelation come out, um, where those horses, anybody know in the book of Revelation where the four horses come? Uh, in my Bible, there's references on each of those uh, uh, <laughs> scriptures, like verse 24. They yes. talk about Daniel 7, 7, and Revelation 17, 12. Okay, and, let's, let's look at Revelation, Revelation 17, 12. 12. And then Revelation 6, 1 through 8. I don't know where yeah, you're talking about. Okay. Okay. Um. <laughs> Let's yeah. Let's look at Revelation. Is that six where the horses are? Yes. Yes. Is Revelation Starting six where the horses are? Yes. The horses started verse two. 
Okay. Okay, good. All right, so. That's where the white horse, the red horse. Yes, the black horse, etc. Is yes. any of them headed to the north or the south or coming from the north or the south? Hang on a second. I don't have good light where I'm sitting. Hang on. I have a flashlight on my phone. Hang on. Let me turn my flashlight on my phone so I can do it better. Then we're also going to go into the Old Testament. I think it's going to be Zephaniah. Okay. We're going to see the woman in the basket that's been taken. I think she's been taken to the North Country or something. Okay. What was the verse that mom was looking for in Revelations about the horses? I think she said chapter 17, but there's nothing about the horses there. It's just, it's just a, a reference. Um, okay. 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 Sorry. I'm going to don't worry about the horses in Revelation. Okay. Uh, you know what? Abele... You know what I was thinking? Okay, Mike, yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. But you remember that Israel, that you had the north and you had the south. And north also refers to darkness because in the north, it's, you know, the days are shorter. It's dark, darkness, ignorance. And the south is light, um, knowledge of God and understanding. Because it says in the beginning that the, kings of the, the king of the south would be stronger, but then they would reunite with the kingdom of the north and then yeah, the only the only reason why the only reason why it wouldn't be Israel and Judah is because Israel and Judah are over. Right, but what I'm saying is, is the north and south. The north is the the darkness, the kingdom of darkness. South is kingdom of light. And uh, then it says in the end, the north and the south would try to join together, and that the the kingdom of the north would then outnumber the kingdom of the south. Yes, but it cannot be Israel and not um, Israel. I'm saying light and darkness. That would. That's what so you're talking about the the people of the 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 um, that uh, you have the people that walk in darkness and you have the people that walk in the light. And that oh no 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 be, no it can't be because remember both of them were telling lies to each other. But remember. Yes. Mom, okay. I think it was Mama who read that part where they were telling lies to each other. Yeah, that's verse 27. Okay. Yeah, so that, that's the one I, that's the one I chapter 11, 27, where we said both both of the both kings from the north and south were evil and right. you know, look at Zechariah chapter five. Zechariah chapter five. So can read from like verse five. Amen. Amen. Then the angel that talked with me went forth and said unto me, 
lift up now thine eyes and see what is this that goeth forth. And I said, what is it? And he said, this is an ephah that goeth forth. He said, moreover, this is their resemblance through all the earth. And behold, there was lifted up a talent of lead. And this is a woman that sitteth in the midst of the ephah. And he said, this is wickedness. And he cast it into the midst of the ephah, and he cast the weight of lead upon the mouth thereof. Then I looked, lifted up mine eyes and looked, and behold, there came out two women, and the wind was in their wings, for they had wings like the wings of a stork, and they lifted up the ephah between the earth and the heaven. Then said I to the angel that talked with me, whither do these bear the ephah? And he said unto me, to build it a house in the land of Shinar, and it shall be established and set there upon her own base. Okay, so the land of Shinar is Babylon. Okay, land of Shinar is Babylon. Okay, so in some translations you read Babylon. The reason I brought this up is because while those, you know, kings of the north, king of the south, we know it's referring to something spiritual. We don't know, I don't know what spiritually they're referring to, but I would, if I was looking at things physically, okay, or let's say naturally, I'd be thinking of something like Persia, Babylon, okay, or Egypt, you know, something like that. I'm talking of Bible days, but not in modern times, in our, not in not modern, not in the New Testament time. In New Testament time, it's something spiritual. And as we go studying, you know, we'll begin to, God will start giving us more insight on, on these things. The depth study that Abele has brought up, we will go into those in the future, maybe a year from now. But for now, we've got to take, look at things at the very surface level and have an idea because Jesus himself will come and teach you in your room if that's what you want to know, he will come by himself and teach you. You'll be surprised how much you can learn directly from him than you can from any person. Do you, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. yeah. So what I, did by, what I did by showing you Zechariah and showing you the, uh, showing us the, um, the, the horses in, um, in the Revelation is to, to kind of give you an idea of how I would go researching something like this, okay? Remember, Jesus said that the queen of the south will sit with Abraham on that day because she came from afar to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, Jesus himself used the phrase queen of the south, all right? So when I hear king of the south, you know, my mind will go to the queen of the south and I'll say, could they be related in some way? But it's mere speculation. I have to find scriptures over and over that always refers to the south with a particular geographical location. And I'll say, well, had it been Old Testament time, this area would have been the south. But there is no physical place today on the earth that is the south. I would only be trying to research it just for knowledge sake not because it has any spiritual value, okay? Amen. But the spiritual value of the North and the South today is something that the Holy Ghost can make known 
to you and I. It could be aspects of the human nature. Okay? It could be, it could be that your carnal side or soulish side is the south and your spiritual side is the north or something. I mean, you, it, you, you never know. We never, do you understand? It's, yeah. I don't want to go into too much speculation, but usually when I want to meditate on you know, the word of God, I always begin with the human being, okay? The life, your life, you know, the things you do, the things you don't do, your character, because that's what God is all about. The, the only reason you didn't go to heaven the day you became born again was because God has to build your character because that character is what you're going to have for eternity. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. The, the thief yeah. on the cross, the thief on the cross that believed in Jesus went to heaven, but he doesn't have the content that Paul has today in heaven. He does not. Take my word for it. <laughs> but yeah. I can guarantee you that guy is more than grateful for where he is compared to where he could have been. Mm. yes okay so the reason you and i are still here is that there's content that jesus wants to create and make of us and so the good things that happen the bad things he'll permit everything is forming us into a new man okay mm. that's why that's what the that's what so whether it's the king of the north the king of the south it has to do with the new man. Everything you're reading, that's the key. So when I want to go study it, I go from that perspective that God has no primary interest in anything else but the soul, the transformation of the soul to be more like him. The Bible says, for when we shall see him, we shall be like him. So everything about the Christian faith is about the transformation of your character. Okay? When you were praying this evening, I can tell you your prayer life. I don't know. Maybe it's because it's a new year or something. Something just changed somewhere in the last, I don't know, but this ability is not the ability I used to know six months ago. Just the way you pray, you can't hide it. It was clear that you were talking to somebody you knew. And when people pray sometimes, even Liz, I, I've noticed that. Okay, before I know Sister Liz, you know, she'll be talking to God just like she was God's little baby. Now she, she comes like she wants to cash a check. Okay, <laughs> so, so I, I've seen that and I see this all the time. Okay, this has nothing to do with this Bible study. It has to do with the fact that you've set your mind on Christ. And so when you're asleep, when you're just thinking, he's there talking to you, but you don't even know and that you're talking to him back from your mm. inner self. So whether it's mm -hmm. the king of the north, king of the south, all these, whatever, I know that the primary focus of what's written is about how to transform you to be more like Jesus Christ, the perfect man. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. And I don't know if anybody else wants to add to that or we can close in okay. prayer. So I solicit your prayers. I solicit your support. Okay, I want to thank you for your time. For those of you who have been faithful, you know, uh, supporting this work, for being involved, sharing these videos. Okay, don't be, don't, don't, don't get weary. Don't be weary. Don't get tired. Your strength is supposed to come brighter and brighter every day. Okay, 
keep pressing on share these videos with your family and friends start watch parties on facebook over this video so your friends and family can discuss it okay and continue to write us write me through facebook write me through you know the, the comment section here on youtube okay so i want to encourage you thank you so much for the way you've been supporting us thanks so much for all that you've been doing we really appreciate it remember what i said if you want to continue listening to us to our order you can always go okay to our website you can see the online radio channels that you can get us through like i mentioned um apple's itunes i met apple itunes i mentioned um spotify and i think google you can also you know the other platforms also through which you can hear us through audio okay i want to encourage you to subscribe to our channel and to you know hit the like buttons hit the like buttons i can't say that enough every time you want these videos through youtube hit the like buttons now if you're watching through facebook or you're watching through some other video like whatsapp it's not going to show here so we'll be able to see your like but if you're watching through youtube i want to encourage you or facebook wherever it is i want to encourage you hit that like button okay hit that like button it matters to us okay thank you so much for your support thank you so much for everything that you've been doing you know by watching our videos okay but in the next couple of weeks i'm going to be on the road but wherever i am i'm going to be broadcasting from there so the broadcast is still going to keep going okay so thank you so much everybody god bless you see you soon